Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday. We're finally back. Um, hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, wherever the fuck you celebrate. A um, couple episodes off, there's some things that happened that were not out of my control, but they became in my control. Um, well, it's also the holidays. We, yeah. It's a crazy yeah. time of year. Yeah. Um, before we get started, I mean, the most important thing is my... Def Pitbull Gatlin turns two today. So, everybody, happy birthday to Gatlin. She's also in the recording room with me because we have a lot of Christmas stuff out here. So, if you hear me yell at her, that's why. Um, she's right here right now, actually, rubbing up against me. So, but, Connor. Don't worry. She can't hear you guys. That's true. Um, programming note. I had an idea, and I kind of like to do it live. Um Obviously, we were going to talk about the playoff today. That happens on the 1st. That is Monday. Um, we'll recap that. And then we might just – we're going to hold off, have a show, and then we'll re- – the for the national championship on the week, maybe Thursday or Friday, and then the national championship game is the Monday, the 8th, right? So mm-hmm. that'll play out, and then we'll do a recap of that and all that crap. And then – I was thinking we just jump into college basketball, but then maybe do like a 30 minute show like midweek since we can do it over discord now and just do like wrap up college football, a little transfer portal shit. If there's any more coaching moves or anything like that, we can do that, but we'll dive. So we'll still kind of hit. I mean, we might, we might have to wait until the NFL season ends before we have any more coaching moves. Possibly. Um, so let's just get, jump right into the rest of the bowl games for this week. Obviously, this is a giant week. We have bowl games going on right now. Yeah, now I got the Kansas State NC State game on. Right oh, now. okay. I understand why I'm not working tomorrow. I didn't realize there was day games tomorrow. Oh yeah, Rutgers ended up securing the win. Yeah, but I, no, I'm saying I, was, I understand why you're not working tomorrow. Now is because yeah, absolutely. I didn't realize there was Dude, games there, right if there was literally one month for college football that I could take off, like as weird as it's going to sound, I would take December off just because you have conference championships. You have the transfer portal open. So for me, like I've been on 24 seven more than any, any site on my phone. You have, uh, Obviously, bowl games, you have the playoff, and also add in the fact that you have National Signing Day. There's so much that goes on for December for college football, and it's literally, there's not that many games that actually happen during that month. 1,000%, but Connor, let's jump right into the games tomorrow. At noon tomorrow in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Clemson and Kentucky, and Clemson is laying four points. Um Obviously, Club Nick is playing. Leary, this is it, right? So he's playing in this game. This has to be his last yeah, year of eligibility. Actually, I, I tried to do a better bit of research after watching the Duke game and seeing all the players that had entered the portal or announced something but still played in the game. So I actually tried to do better research to figure out what team or what players are actually out of each game. So for Clemson, their players out look like Jeremiah or Jeremiah Trotter Jr., Bo Collins, Andrew Makuba, Nate Wiggins, and Ruke Aurora. So defensively, they've gotten hit by a lot of opt-outs. Kentucky, the only one that uh 
I could verify was uh, Keaton Wade the edge, but I mean, this this game is going to be absolutely disgusting. I really do not know what to expect with this game, but if if there was one pick I had to have, it would be that under forty seven and a half. Yeah, it's I I envision the same thing. It's gonna be a gross game. I wonder how much Clemson gets up for this kind of stuff because you come to Clemson to win national championships, which is that, at least that's what you're being told hasn't happened the last three seasons here. But if I were gonna make a play on this, I don't know. I might end up betting it tomorrow because there is noon. There'll be noon games. There's some noon basketball tomorrow too, so maybe not. But I think I'd lay the points of Kentucky. I think this means more to them. This. Winning the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl means nothing to Clemson and Davos Sweeney, really. And most of these guys are like, there's no doubt that Clemson's more talented than Kentucky is. But a lot of these guys still might have like their foot out the door and trying to find the next spot for them. So I would lay the points for Kentucky. Um, sucks this game to two because I got to work. But Notre Dame, Oregon State, Notre Dame is laying six. Sam Harden playing this game. Oh, boy, let's get to some opt-outs in this game. For Notre Dame, you have Sam Hartman, who has opted out. Uh, Audric Estime has opted out. Mitchell Evans has been out with an injury, and it doesn't look like he's going to be playing. They're down their top three pass catchers in Chris Tyree, Rico Flores, Tobias Merriweather. Uh, They're without Holden Stace, their tight end. They're also without their... Future top, I'd say, 10 pick, uh, Joe Alt, the tackle. So Notre Dame's dealing with a lot of opt-outs. But then on the flip side, Oregon State, you're without DJ U. You're no Aiden Childs, no Jack Valling, no Anthony Gold, no Damian Martinez. Now he's not leaving or anything like that. He's on suspension for uh, DUI. You're without Easton uh Arcasius Arnold, their linebacker who led them in tackles, and Akil Arnold, who was their safety, who was second in tackles on the team. So, the opt-out bowl. If you have any idea, of, if you say you have any idea of what's going to happen in this game, you're dead fucking wrong. Is Jonathan Smith coach in this game? No, no. I'm pretty sure he's already at Michigan. He's got it. Yeah, because the Remember, the defensive coordinator's taken over for it. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. So, yeah, for uh, in a game that I said, if you think you have any idea of what's going to happen in this game, you're dead wrong. I'm going to try to make a pick, and I'm just going to take the uh, under 41 and a half. The fact that a guy on the staff is taking over for them, I will take the points with Oregon State. I still don't think it. Notre Dame was very was really that good this year, and I think Marcus Freeman's not really a good coach either. And I don't care if it's a a guy that's taking over for Oregon State's his first game as a head coach. Marcus Freeman's not a good coach either, so it does not matter. Talent's pretty even. He's gonna have his guys fired up for next season. I'm gonna take the points in the plus six, maybe even sprinkle that money line a little bit. Um, three thirty, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Iowa State, Memphis. Iowa State is laying ten and a half points. Connor. You're going to – I've been balls deep in college basketball right now and still, you know, paying a little bit of attention to college football but not as much as I should be. Um, when I see the Iowa State's landing 10.5 points, my immediate reaction was that's too many. But go ahead with the opt-outs, who's playing, blah, blah, blah. So for uh, Iowa State, they will be without Eli Sanders or Cartavius uh, Norton who are their top two running backs. And for Memphis, they will be without their right guard, Davian Carter, and their left tackle, uh, McKaylin Pounders. So, looking at the numbers, dude, it was so hard not to take the over just because Memphis defense is trash. They're, they're not good. Like, looking at all of the metrics and everything, like, Every when you're looking at Iowa State's offense versus Memphis defense, everything screams Iowa State offense is gonna just 
put up points. And on the flip side, I do think that Memphis is going to be able to put up some points against Iowa State. So it's, it, it, this is going to be kind of disgusting, but we're taking the over 56 and a half. Like I alluded to, not enough for me to sway it. I'll take the points in Memphis. I'll take the plus 10 and a half here. Um, let's move on here because this is the game we want to talk about. 8 o'clock, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, Ohio State, Missouri. OSU is laying three and a half as of right now because I've seen this line move in 5,000 different directions. It started off, was it? I think it's back to where it was. Yes. It is flip-flop, back and forth, nonstop. Um, You can't really judge any of your bets by betting. Like You can't just fade Vegas because – or fade the public because this line has just moved all over the place and there's no data to back anything up here. It's 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 one of the wildest line movements I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so for both teams, Mizzou will be without uh, linebacker Tyron Hooper and cornerback uh, Enos uh, Rakestraw. And for Ohio State, obviously Kyle McCord will, won't be playing. Marvin Harrison has not formally announced that he will not be playing, but I firmly expect he's not going to be playing. He's not playing. Not but but that's but like there's no team that I follow more than Ohio State. That's it. Like that's as far as what I'm fully expecting. That's it as far as the opt out. It's just Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, me being the Ohio State guy. Like, there's a lot more juice that has been added to this team with now Kyle gone and, like, how that whole situation uh, happened. And then you have Devin Brown, who has been just, like, an ignition to a fire that has not been at the Woody Hayes facility this season. And... I think there's a for me I have a lot more optim or a lot more excitement to this game than I did after the Michigan game. Like obviously during before the Michigan game or after the Michigan game I didn't know what the bowl game was but I did not give a fuck what it was. I was I was heartbroken obviously. But now with all the moves that have happened and a lot of the rumors about who might be coming back next year, I am excited to watch this and to obviously see how Devin Brown performs against a very good SEC team. Um, I'm not willing to give out Ohio State minus the three, but I did grab Ohio State money line when it when we were dogs. So... I will always bet on Ohio State when they're dogs. Right now, they're not dogs, but when I bet them, they were dogs. So I'm just gonna stick with that. I really, it's really hard for me to give them out when they're favored. Fair enough. I think I'm, I'm gonna take the points here with Missouri. I don't know if they win this football game, but uh, of course you, you got to think though. More of a like this. This is Missouri's Super Bowl. One thousand percent. Like get a chance to be a wounded Ohio State team, which, yes, a lot of guys are coming back, but you are starting a brand-new quarterback who, when entered games this season, did not look very good. And even when McCord was in there, you had the ultimate security blanket of Marvin Harrison Jr., and he is not playing in this football game. He hasn't announced it, but he's not going to play in this game. Um, a lot of things are going to be different here. And Missouri has overachieved all season long. They would love the cap off this season with a win here. I don't know if they win this game, but I don't know if it's more than a field goal game. These teams really aren't like crazy off of each other, even at full strength. So with a guy out of here, I'm going to take the points of Missouri. I don't know if I'll bet this, though. Uh, this is probably one I'm not going to bet, though. Let's go to Saturday. Chick-fil-A Bowl. Actually, a really fun game here. Penn State, Ole Miss. Penn State is laying four and a half points. Wrong team favorite here. I'm going to tell you that right now. Penn State stinks. I don't really know if Ole Miss this season is really that good either. This is kind of like Fraud Bowl or Cody's Fraud Bowl. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't love Ole Miss, but I like the ten next to Penn State's kind of a joke. They're not the tenth best team in the country. 
by any means. Like USC lost five games. USC is going to boat race Penn State. I do. I strongly disagree. With, I with completely that. disagree with you. But Penn State has no good wins. Zero good wins. I don't care. The, the, the styles do not. You needed a better team than USC to pick. To say boat race. I don't know, man. State. I don't know if Drew Aller. Drew Aller will look like a Heisman Trophy no, winner against no. USC. Drew Aller Drew Aller's not good. Drew Aller over 10 yards. I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss wins this game by two touchdowns. Going to be honest with you. Penn State's not good. Nevertheless. New Mexico State's better. For Ole Miss, they are only missing uh, Cedric Johnson, their defensive end. For Penn State, it's kind of hard to figure out. They will be without uh, Chop Robinson, but obviously two of their best players, uh, Olu Fashionau, their left tackle, and Kalen King, their cornerback, they are with the team. They have been practicing with the team, but also just monitor that because I – if those guys aren't playing, that that's a giant hit for Penn State because obviously Fashion Out is going to be a first round pick. Kalen King is probably top five corner coming out. So I, I mean, those would be two big hits, but like nobody's fully announced, and I, I obviously wouldn't know what to say if I had to guess. Fashion Out probably does not play, but. Who knows? Um, yeah, I really don't fucking know what to expect with this game. Uh, two, two teams that I have, I I really don't know. Um, so I'm just gonna take the under forty eight and a half. I really do not know. You could tell me, you could tell me Penn State wins this by two scores. You could tell me Miss wins this by two scores. You could tell me this game. Ends in a tie, and I will believe it. I really have no idea what to expect from this game. Granted, I will watch it, and I mean, I, there's one side that I'm going to be watching a lot more with Ole Miss for the possibilities of what next season could have with some of the transfer portal players that they've gotten. Especially for the guys that are still there, they're going to that momentum of the big signings in the transfer portal. Should spear them and well, pump them up and get them excited about this game. I don't. Well, think about it. You're gonna possibly have Jackson Dart in his third year in Lincoln or Lane Kiffin's system. So, like, like for what? I'm very interested to see what they do in the portal on offense. I know they've hit the portal on defense very, very well, but like. Kind of want to see a little bit more juice added to the offense. But, of course, I mean, Lane Kiffin is through and through an offensive guy, so I have no problem in thinking that he's going to be able to figure it out. Yeah, true. Um, I don't need the four and a half. Give me the money line with Ole Miss. Lock that up. Um, to the – what the, these bowl games just keep getting crazier and crazier. The Trans-Perfect Music City Bowl. Maryland and Auburn. Auburn is laying six and a half points. So no, I'm assuming no Talia. Yeah, no Talia. Um, it's gonna be uh, weird seeing so, anybody else play quarterback at Maryland besides him. So along with Talia, they will be without their tight end uh, Corey uh, Deiches, uh their cornerback to read uh, still, and linebacker Jashawn Barman. Uh, who's already transferred to Michigan. Auburn virtually has nobody that has opted out. Um, I don't know what this line... Do you have the lines pulled up right now? Yeah. Six and a half. Wait. Oh, it's six and a half? Auburn minus six okay. and a half. Yeah, lay it with Auburn. Um, I just... I don't. I don't know where... How Maryland's offense is going to be able to operate with Athelia. Yeah, that really line, that line uh, stinks. I will tell you that though, that stinks, and they're baiting they're baiting us to take Auburn minus six and a half. But I am also laying the points with Auburn here without Talia, who's basically been the face of the program for the last three or three seasons, four seasons. I don't even remember. But 
Yeah, I I won't even question this. It might stink. I might get, we might get burned in the ass. We might get bit in the ass. The right play here is Auburn minus six and a half. To the Capital One Orange Bowl, Florida State, Georgia. Georgia is laying twenty. Now, Florida State is dressing nineteen players. Is the last not night really? What do you mean? But I mean. It, it, the, the amount of players that Florida State has out is absolutely insane. You said it. Like, uh, but just 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 going through the list, like no Keon Coleman, no Johnny Wilson, no Jaheim Bell, no Trey Benson, no Jared Burst, no Fabian Lovett, and obviously Tate Rodemaker is gone too. So yeah, and uh, for Georgia. Nobody's opted out, and I really don't think that uh, Bowers and Mims are the two that I have the most that I'm on watch. But even even without those guys, do you think that Georgia just destroys Florida State? This is a shell of a team. It it it, it sucks because like thinking back to last year when we were on Florida State against Oklahoma in the bowl game, and then everything that happened, and it was like almost a year ago that we were placing futures on Florida State to win the Natty, and everything that we thought back then happened, and they're not in a playoff. They're not going to be able to play for really anything. I don't blame any of these players for opting out, but fucking lay it all with Georgia. Anything under 21, I'm willing to lay with Georgia. I was able to grab it at 17. I wish I would have gotten it at the 14 and a half, but lay it all. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I'm not going to bet this game, and I probably won't even watch it, but I would lay the points as well. That seems pretty easy. I don't. I really don't know how much I'm actually going to watch in this game. Cause it's just... It's going to be disgusting. Because I don't think that, like, Kirby's going to call them off. No, probably not. Um, for one, why is the last game at 4.30 on Saturday? It's weird. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. I don't like that. It's a good game, though. Wyoming-Toledo. Wyoming's laying three and a half points in the Barstool-Arizona Bowl. Um, I'll let you get into everything. Obviously, Daquan Finn is in the portal. Or, no, he's committed to Baylor. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Is he, like, friends with uh, Ray J. Dennis, who was there, like, a year ago? He was uh, a guard that played at Toledo who also transferred to Baylor in basketball. And I was like, are these guys just, like, best buds? I actually really like that move for Baylor, too, by the way. Um, I did, too. I wish he could have gone a better place than Baylor. It's not... Baylor's also one of those programs, though, that can go from three wins to 11 wins in one season and then right back down to five. It's just... Yeah, I mean, they're they're holding on to Aranda, so, I mean, for continuity reasons, that's very good for them. So, maybe this is the year that they rise back up. Plus, I think Ben's better than any of the quarterbacks that they were trying to throw out there last year. I mean, I like Shapin. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Shapin, but... Just what was around it was just not working. It was just not his year. He was yeah. That he really he really doesn't. There's not many weapons to speak of when it went with Baylor really. And he was also battling injuries all year. Like this dude did take them to a Big Twelve title game. He's a good player. But Daquan Finn, fresh late, love it. But anyways, get back to the game. For me, the first thing I look at this is Wyoming's laying three and a half points because a really fucking good Toledo team. Obviously, their stars not there, but it's Wyoming away from home. But educate me a little bit more. So, obviously, you said it with uh, Daquan being out. Oh, God damn it. I, I, what's the coach's name for Wyoming? Was it Bowl? Yes. Bowl, and he's, he is, this is his last game. I totally, exactly. no, fuck it. Net forgot about that. Totally forgot about that. Exactly. Just for that, like, reason alone, it makes me do, like, Wyoming. But, more than anything, the the portal hit for Toledo was on the offense. 
wasn't on that defense that is very fucking good. And I, and why on the flip side, Wyoming has a very good defense. So I'm taking the under 44 and a half. I think there's pretty good value in that. I mean, this game screams 17 to 10 to me. But I forgot. This is his last game. I'm, I'll am i lay the points of Wyoming. They... You were about to take Toledo, weren't you? I was going to take him with the points because I do think Wyoming wins. But that's another X factor. Wyoming's got that, like, mystical allure to them, too. Like, when they're in Laramie, just crazy shit happens. And, like, especially when it's your last, your coach's last game. Like I And this Wyoming team is also really fucking good, too. So it's also not ignore that. All right, let's go to Monday here. On New Year's Day, the Reliquest Bowl... <laughs> LSU Wisconsin. LSU is laying ten points, and we get to watch Nussmeyer go out there and sling that rock around, throw three interceptions and three touchdowns. It's gonna be amazing. Um, Connor, I'll give it to you. Uh so for LSU, Jaden Daniels has obviously opted out, like you said. I'm still kind of on watch for the wide receivers because neighbors has a very good chance to be a first-round wide receiver. And Brian Thomas, like, he's got a very good chance to be pretty high pick. So I'm kind of on watch for them. If anything, I'd be more watching for neighbors. I think Thomas has a little bit more that he needs to show. For Wisconsin, um, you're going to be without what uh, Braylon Allen, uh, Chime DK, and Skylar Bell, both wide receivers. I do. I this is this game was so hard for me to find a pick. But so I'm just going to take the over at, over fifty five and a half, and hope that the trend of LSU overs can just continue. I don't know. I really do not know what the hell to expect in this game. I mean, that's that's really not a bad play. I mean, if you, it's something you've been riding all season long, too, so why not keep going with it? Um, I don't know. The public really likes LSU, and I'm very torn. It makes sense. Yeah, no, like, I get it. It's a it's a square move here. Um, I'm going to take the points of Wisconsin. I'm not going to bet it. I don't feel great about it, but... It, it, I don't know, man. Like, Jane Daniels meant so much to LSU. So much. And put up astronomical numbers, both on the ground and through the air. And without him, I think the offense is just going to change a lot. And like you said, those wide receivers, who knows if they're actually going to play in this game. So I'll take the points of Wisconsin. I don't really love it. Um, What the fuck is Verbo? Verbo, that's... uh basically another uh airbnb remember there was like actual sponsors of these games yeah i remember when the outback bowl was alive and it was the uh battle of the blooming onion and the what, what kind of shrimp was it cocktail no it wasn't no it was not a shrimp cocktail a kind like uh, what was it coconut shrimp Okay. And it was, and it, depending on the, if the SEC one or the Big Ten one, everybody got either a free blooming onion or a free coconut shrimp. No, get, get the fuck down, dog. All right. Let's get to that bowl. It's the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Oregon is laying 17 points against the 13-0 Liberty Flames. Connor, take it away here because I – I'm am I – Bonex is playing, right? Am I wrong? I have yet to see anything that says that he's not playing. So I'm assuming he's playing. Uh, he will be without uh, Bucky Irving. And um, they will be without uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, who is their center. So, I mean, I know you have a month of bowl prep or so. But getting adjusted to a new center could be a little bit of something to watch. But I'm also on watch for a whole bunch of their other players like Troy Franklin, Tez Johnson, 
I am on watch if Bo at the last second says, you know what, I'm not going to play in this game. But uh, Liberty, nobody's opted out. I fully expect Liberty to be at full strength. Um, it sucks. I wish I wish that it could be a better matchup for Liberty in this game, but I'm not willing to lay it with Oregon. I will take the over 66 and a half because I think Oregon's just going to be able to put like the talent differential is just going to show up and Oregon's going to be able to get up, get points. But I think that Jamie Chadwell and Liberty are going to be able to scheme some points against this Oregon, uh, Oregon defense. Yeah, I think they will too. The only issue with, to me is, like, yeah, they're 13-0. The conference USA was easily the worst conference in college football yeah. this season. So, like, some of their wins just don't look really good. The, I don't love either. Like, honestly, like, I have memories of, like, Middle Tennessee State just walking up and down the field on Liberty's defense. And what is an Oregon offense with the runner-up in the Heisman Trophy going to do? Was he a runner? He was a runner up, right? Bonex? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It was no, Penix. Penix. Yes, it was Penix. He was third. Either way, he was there. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I don't, and I agree with you. I wish Liberty got, like, Tennessee. Somebody like that. Like, where I think they might have an outside chance of winning. I don't see any scenario where Liberty wins this football game. I'll be rooting for him. But if I had to pick a side here, I think I'd lay the 17 with Oregon. I think they'd beat the shit out of them. Because I don't, I don't know if Liberty's, de- Liberty's defense is really good in the Conference USA. But they had some games where they just let some certain offenses walk up and down the field on them. And trust me, those offenses are not the same as what they're going to see on Monday with Oregon. So I laid the points there. Uh, last one before we get to the college football playoff. Tennessee and Iowa in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Tennessee is laying six. What's the over-under at? Do you know? Because you probably already bet it. Yep, all right. Now we'll get to that in a second. Over-under uh, is... But, live over-under I have right now is 35 and a half. ESPN yes. bets. Um, uh, so, just for Tennessee, they will be without Joe Milton. They will be without Jalen Wright. They will be without Tyler Barron, their uh, defensive end. And they will be without defensive back uh, Wesley Walker for Iowa. They have nobody that has opted out. Obviously, like Cooper DeGene will not be playing because he still is recovering from his injury. Um, I'm excited to watch this game just because finally get to see Nico. Just wish it was a better defense for him to have his first fucking start. Like, oh, welcome to college football, Nico. You're playing Iowa. Yeah, but the only thing – okay, so I, I'll, I'll just say it, and I think we all knew this, but we just didn't say it. Like, Iowa also was in the Big Ten West. So they didn't really go up against any quarterback that was any good. And the couple times they did, they were, they gave up how many points to Drew Aller, who I do not think is a top 60 quarterback in college football. Like, he's a freshman, I get it, and they have a good defense. But do they have a good defense in – terms of the Big Ten where there's no athletes in the Big Ten West, where it's a bunch of white FedEx workers, or do they actually have a good defense? That's what I really wonder. I've always wondered that. Because you put them on a a field that's not in a cold weather situation or like a muck it up scenario. Like athlete for athlete, they play against Michigan. Michigan could have scored 42 on them if they wanted to. So I don't really know how good this defense is if it's not in the scenario that fits them the best. Now, where this game is, I don't know where this game is. Citrus, I'm assuming Florida. Uh, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Florida. It's on Orlando. Wait, it's his first start. Yeah. I think he'll look just fine. I'll lay the points with Tennessee. I'm sorry, Iowa's defense is good in their. They're good in their own element. Put them on a neutral field with actual athletes. And these white corners have to guard, like actual, like superior Division One athletes. They can't keep up. 
So I'll lay the points of Tennessee. And I will be keeping the trend of all trends and taking the under 35 and a half because I still I understand what you're saying against the Big Ten West, but still team like I, I understand they like the stars, the blue chips might not be on that Iowa defense, but the development's been there. That is the against Big thing Ten West opponents. They, I understand what you're saying, but still the scheme works. They literally against they, Big Ten just, West opponents. That's the same though. Oh, I, I want to see an actual. Have they played an actual team full of athletes? I mean, they've uh, thinking back to last year when they played against CJ Stroud. Guess what? They made CJ very, very fucking uncomfortable in that game. I remember that game vivid. Wasn't that game in Columbus though? Game was in Columbus, and they that defense was still able to make CJ very uneasy. But I'm nevertheless, I think they're this is Nico's first collegiate start. I understand he gets a whole month of prep and everything like that. Still, this is big test, and I on the flip side, obviously. I don't expect Iowa State or Iowa to score any fucking No. Uh, or I shouldn't say any fucking points. Still continue to struggle to score points as they always do. So under 35 and a half. I don't hate the, I don't hate the play there because I could definitely like I envision twenty to three in this game. Like a pretty big blowout here, but um I mean that's that's it for the bowl games. It's time for like legit, meaningful, actual games that actually matter. The college football playoff. And there's only one way to get started. This definitely became the theme song of the Bet the Juice podcast, 100%. Connor's locked into a... some Something's going on. Is this Kansas State game? Yeah, Kansas State's up uh, 14 nothing. All right, dude, let's get into Granted, it. Granted, I'm under the four, I'm on the under 47 and a half, so I want them to kind of chill it out, but we are in the second quarter. But, all right. This is what um, it all came down to. Um, I will say, you got two playoff teams correct, and I got one. So, I'll give you that one. You have Michigan, correct? No. Okay, I so we're one to one. You had Texas and I had Michigan. I should have had two. Did you have Washington? No, 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 no. You didn't have Washington, dude. You had Georgia. It would have been Georgia, the Big Ten champion. I had Georgia, Florida State, Ohio State. Texas. Uh, yeah, I should have had two. Oh, granted, yeah, yeah, you betting, should have had two, yes. Granted, batting-wise, I've made out like a champ if you look at my preseason ones because it was Texas, Florida State, and Washington. Should have went through for three on that one. But anyways, mm-hmm. let's get into the first one here. Number one, Michigan is taking on Alabama. Michigan is laying two points. Connor, it it does seem like a stretch. Like, I don't think Alabama should be here. I don't think anybody in, outside of Kirk Herbstreit thinks they should really be here. But we've seen similar situations in the past where it was questionable whether like Ohio State in 2014 should have been there when they jumped two spots over teams that they they didn't play but and suffered a bad loss, but they ended up winning the national title game. Now, this is not Nick Saban's best Alabama team by any means. This is probably his worst quarterback outside of Blake Sims that he's had in a college football playoff. Maybe Jake Coker. He could I don't know. Over. Yeah, Coker. Coker might have actually man. been the worst. He sucked. That dude stunk. Blake Sims could at least run with power. But the difference between this Alabama team and those two teams is those two Alabama teams had legit running backs. So what do you think is going to transpire? Michigan's laying two points. They're undefeated. They get Jim Harbaugh back. Um, I've been really back and forth on this. I would love to hear your opinion. 
Well, actually, I I mean, I know you like your monetarial opinion, but like, yes. give me some X's and O's here. So, I mean, when you look at everything from the analytics to the power ratings and everything like that, when you look at the offenses versus the defense, everything points to the defenses always having the edge in this game. The only difference is, like, for Michigan on offense, they'll have the advantage as far as, like, completion percentage uh, and yards per attempt. But also, I don't know how well Michigan's style of or passing style is going to go or be successful against Alabama. Like, the dink and dunk stuff, yeah, you're going to move yourself down the field. But the thing that's been kind of lacking from Michigan, and I think it could rear its ugly head, is the not having many explosive explosive plays on offense. Like, this is a team that does try to methodically move down the field. I just don't know how that works against this very, very stout uh, Alabama defense. Then on the flip side, like, there's nobody this season that I think has completely turned the narrative around on himself more than Jalen Milrow has this season. Obviously, there there still are the passing issues, but ever since that Texas game, they have done a good job to make sure that like they're doing everything that makes J- Jalen succeed the most. And, I mean, you got to give Tommy Reese and Saban credit for that. I mean, but this is going to be their biggest test Michigan coming in with one of the best defenses in the nation. I mean, it, this is going to be such a uh, – for the old school college football fans, I think you're really going to enjoy this game. Like, I think, you, Cody, you being the way that you are, I think you're going to love this, like, old school smash mouth uh, Real football. football. Yeah. Well, I don't know about real football, but it's going to be good football. Whatever. So, um, yeah, keep keep going. But I mean, I just I just wonder, like, how much more of the how much more magic does this Alabama team have in the tank? But also, I think they are going to be they're going to kind of justify the committee. And I think Alabama wins this game. It's, it's so hard to, to go against the trend of better Saban as a dog. And, I, and just to be, like, not keeping – trying to keep my bias out of this, Michigan under hardball in these postseason games, even if it's not the playoff like, record in bowl games – not been good. Like, does that rear his ugly head? Does him having potential like Chargers, Panthers, Bears, all that, does that affect him at all? I don't know. I just I just think that giving Saban this much time to focus to harness in on like one team, like I think this is but also, like you said, this is not his best team. Not by any means. But if you break down... A, like, what I first break down from this game is, like, obviously, like, Jim Harbaugh is an excellent football coach. I think he's the third best college football coach right now. But Nick Saban has won six national titles, and he's been here and done this. But I'm... Again, I just this is not Nick Saban's best football team. I think a lot of people, and you can see it in the betting market, because Bama is the public favorite, they just completely forgot that like they should have lost to Auburn. They are allu- they just it's an illusion and be- it's all thrown out the window because they beat Georgia. And honestly, if 
the committee or not the committee, if the booth actually reviews that fourth down for Alabama, they probably lose that game to Georgia. And I I can't sit here and just completely write off Michigan because Alabama beat Georgia when they just lost they should have lost to an to an Auburn team. A team a defense that also allowed like twenty three points to an Arkansas team. A team that gave up in the twenties to a Texas A and M offense that I didn't think was very good. So and then on the flip side, Michigan has just basically been dominant all, all season long. They've had their coach in, Jim Harbaugh's been in, Jim Harbaugh's been out, Jim Harbaugh's been in, he's been out. And they've always made every opposing quarterback look a little shaky. I don't trust Justin Milrow enough. I trust J.J. McCarthy more. I have the better quarterback in this game. I will lay the two points of Michigan here. I think they win this football game. But, but again, again, it sucks because I want to have a side on this game. I... It's going to take a lot of convincing and a lot of, like, do you ever do the thing where you're on the edge and you start digging for information to just push you over the edge? Because, like, I need to bet this game. It's the college football play. If I have to have a bet in this game. But I ha- I'll have to find something or listen to somebody that I respect a lot smarter than me to push me over the edge. Because I'm not just, just because I think all these things, Nick Saban has six fucking national titles. I can't just bet against that man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to go again with all the off-field stuff, like I don't, I don't want to jump the gun here, but if Michigan does be, win the national championship, like I, I think he's probably gone. That extension was thrown out there, but man, if he wins it, I think he's in the NFL. That's just my opinion. I dude, there's so many. I know I've done this the last couple of years, but there's so many people that I actually respect that just seem like he's gone. Like it is like this. It, this is it. Like I now we've done this song and dance the last two years, and it hasn't happened. But it just seems like it. Like the from from what it seems like, it's gonna be the Chargers. But also, like I've said, we've done this song and dance before. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, and lastly, at the 845 window, Washington, undefeated Washington, is playing Texas. Texas is laying four points here. Um, I'll kick it to you because I think everybody knows where I'm going here. If you listen to the show long enough, you know where I'm betting here. Yeah, yeah. It might be my favorite play uh, Cody tells me all the times, like, I just can't get out of the narrative that I always have with certain teams, and I need to work on that. But there's one team that he refuses to work on that, and that is the Texas The team with zero good wins on the season, outside of Alabama. They beat beat Bama. They They beat beat Bama, who the very next week could barely beat USF. Bama, who is currently in the playoff, and you bring up that USF game, that's when they were trying to figure out if they had something better at quarterback and realized, oh, we don't, so let's work with the quarterback. That Bama, and team, has is not, that Bama changed, team is different. Completely changed their season around and are currently in the playoff and two wins away from Saban having a seventh title. And it was in Tuscaloosa. Beat a starting quarterback. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. This is going to be – it. like, these playoff games are, in my opinion, going to be complete polar opposites of each other. I mean, like I said, the Bama-Michigan game, I fully expect to be just smash-mouth, old-school football. This game is going to be completely new age with the high-powered offenses and chucking the ball all over the place. Just in my mind, it's like a constant loop of like twins deep shots against Alabama mixed in with like panics, deep balls throughout the season. And it just keeps rattling around in my brain thinking like this game is just going to be deep shot after deep shot after deep shot after deep shot. And I, I kind of think that even more with the injury to Jonathan Brooks for Texas, like I don't know. 
Like the running backs have been good since Brooks been gone, but man, he was he was another level that I think could push this te- could have pushed this Texas team over the edge and really into that national title like consideration. I don't really know what to expect in this game. Like I, I as far as an outcome, I think this is going to be a high scoring game, but as far as who I think is going to win this game, I have no idea. I am taking the over. I think I'd place that live on here when we figured out what the number was. Uh, but yeah, as far as a side, I really don't know. I like part of me leans Texas, but that also could just be like how I've been to Washington this whole season, how I was with them to start. And then, like, that decline brought me back down. And even though they made the playoff, like, I'm still a little bit down on the defense. And, yeah, I, just, I, I really don't know. I If I had to lean aside, I'd guess Texas. Yeah, no. Um, Shocker. I, I would say Texas has played one quarterback that I think was any good all season long. And he carved them up. And that was Dylan Gabriel in the Oklahoma game. And I don't know if I really think Dylan Gabriel is anywhere in the stratosphere of Michael Penix. Not to mention the receiving core is probably the second best in all of college football. I think Washington is basically going to get whatever they wanted. Texas, like you can say what you want. I have, I still think they have no good wins on the season. I don't think they beat anybody any good. They beat seven backup quarterbacks all season long, and had games where they should have lost. But again, Big Twelve or not Big Twelve money. Texas money was in the hands of the referee in Houston game. There's some terrible calls in the TCU game where I think they should have lost as well. Kansas State probably should have beat them, but fucked it up down the stretch. Um, I don't really think Texas is very good. I don't think they're one of the best eight teams in college football. So I would lay the points with Washington, or take the take the money line with Washington. I think they win this game. Um, and guess what? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'm going to if Texas win the national title. I'm not going to care. But and I can see you, and you can smirk. Um, maybe Texas is good, but they have not pro- proven anything all season long. Besides that, they can scrap out games against backup quarterbacks. So. I'm going to take the 13-0 team that has the better quarterback, the better wide receiving core, and the better offensive weapons. And the defense, honestly, is not amazing, but for Big 12 standards, that basically what Texas ran through, like that's probably one of the mo- more upper echelon defenses in that conference. That conference is just full of terrible defenses. So I'm taking the money line with Washington. Don't give me the points. Don't need them. So I have Washington and Michigan. You have Alabama and... Texas. So perfect. Yes, I have the rematch. That would be cool though. I definitely I we mentioned that on the show and I was shocked and now I'm shocked again because I totally forgot about that. Have we ever had that? Uh yes we have. We had the Alabama Georgia. Yeah, but this one No no I out of conference. Like it, yeah, this one feels like the more the most true revenge game and it kinda always Solves the like thing that we've always said, but if they played this game again, that team wins. The scenario that we've always—I mean, we had it happen with Washington, Oregon. We said that well, if Washington, Oregon play again, Oregon's going to win. Well, Washington ended up winning it, winning it again. Could we have the same scenario again? But I mean, it—it's it, crazy because. We've all like last year. We almost had the scenario of, for, well, for Ohio State, like, would you rather beat your rival Michigan or win a national championship? And we almost had that happen last year. Like, almost lost to Michigan. And if we're we make one field goal, we could have won and we could have won a national championship. And guess what? I probably would have said, "Give me a natty before beating Michigan." But if you're a real fan, you I don't know. Um. Again, though, why are these games on Monday? Like, why? Like, like, 
Like, dude, like we got. It's because the NFL has Sunday, so for New Year's, like, there's NFL games literally all New Year's Day or New New Year's Year's Eve, Eve. and then, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I guess I get it, kind of, but does anybody really give a fuck? Oh, wait until wait until next year when we're having playoff games on a fucking Wednesday. I mean, yeah, I get that because you have more teams, but. No, 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 not the first round. First round, I've already looked up because I've already put in the request to make sure that, like, that weekend I have off. But those that, like, we're going to get one on a Friday and two on a Saturday. The playoff games, because of keeping with the trend of being on New Year's or New Year's Eve, next year it's on a Wednesday. I think it's New Year's Eve. You know, I'm okay. I get it. You know what Can't I'm fully remember. You know what I want? I'm giving you one homework assignment for the next few months, and then basically when the season kicks off to the rest of the year, I want tell you who's going to win the national championship next year. No, working I want, on it. I want Connor Holiday's bracketology for football. So once the transfer portal settles and we kind of know where everybody is, I want your original bracketology and then basically every what, week. What, you want 1 through 12? Every week. My sport's 68 fucking teams, dude. I ain't doing it. I could probably tell you who's going to be there, and I, I could probably tell you where around the seeds are going to be, but I'm not doing the whole fucking bracket. Every, <laughs> every week of next year, when we do this show, we're gonna have a Connor Holiday bracketology segment. You have twelve fucking teams. Dude, if you not, can't do twelve fucking agree. teams, no, I have to host I, and produce the show, and you can't do twelve goddamn teams for a bracketology. Are you kidding me? Because I have no idea what the fucking parameters are. Give me like a Read couple it. years into the play- give me a couple years into the playoffs, and then I'll figure out what they are looking for. Bracketology, I need to figure out what the con- doesn't mean you have to be right. It just means what your bracket would be. All right, fine. I'll try it for a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm not asking you to be right. I'm just asking you, like, if you had to rank these That's 12 who, teams. See, this is this is the problem. You say that I have to be right. Not to mention, I'll just look up like the bracketology guys for football. And be like, dude, you're not even close. Like that team's like 24th. And you have them in the playoff. You dummy. You should do that though. It'll be fun. Not very interested to see what that's gonna be. But until I then, mean, because I'm still trying to figure out what's gonna happen for like uh, the group of five. Like I'm trying to figure out what's going on with their spot. Like I have a there's trust me. There's a lot of things over the next couple weeks. That even though football season's ending, I'm gonna be fully in depth on. Granted, that's like looking into schedules and trying to figure out who's winning the national championship next year. Who could be in the playoff next year? Who's going to win the fucking Big 12? Yeah, I, I get it. I ended up having that. I was bored at work, and I started writing down, like, all of the Big 12 teams that are in the new Big 12. Dude, trying to power rate them. Like, like it wasn't even me trying to think about, like, what next year could be. Like, as far as rosters and everything, but just, like, trying to think of, like, who would be, like, the supremacy in this conference. Dude, it is hard to fucking do that with that the new conference. It's really weird. Oh, dude, I bet. Uh, all I'm saying is, like, I obviously came up with the greatest college football playoff scenarios of all time and parameters, but to be a realist, all I want is to at least have two group of five conferences representative. That's all I care about. If you give me two of them, so I'm assuming every year it's going to be the American and Mountain West, like 90% of the time, but just give me two. Yeah, I doubt the MAC. Well, we say that in the QC has somebody in the New Year's Six, but I think that they would try to stop that. And I'm also, like, very self-aware. Like, put, we'll do a 12-team playoff this year and, like, Liberty in the first round. Probably get the shit kicked out of them. Yes. But I'm 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 completely okay with that. Might not be for ratings, but it's it's what I would want. But um, everybody have a happy new year. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. 
don't do that. Never do that. That's, you know, put that seatbelt on. You know, you could really hurt somebody. You know, you could ruin your life and all shit like that. So don't do that. Definitely don't drink and drive. Um, but enjoy the playoff. This weekend's awesome. There's a football, there's an NFL game Saturday. There's a lot of bowl games Saturday. There's games Friday. There's games Sunday. There's games Monday. Uh, a lot of college basketball, really good college basketball game this weekend. We get Marquette and don't remember, but it's another ranked on ranked biggies battle. It's going to be an awesome weekend for gamblers. UConn. What's up? Is it UConn? I don't think it is. I'll look it up real quick. Um, Creighton. For basketball, it's a, it's a really good weekend. I'm not going to lie. Um, it is, yeah, it's great. Oh, that's an amazing game. 2 o'clock Saturday. Put it on the side screen. We got football games to watch still, but Mark Creighton is at Marquette. Um, take Marquette if the line's like lower than 6 because Creighton can't play on the road. But until next time, we're out of here. Peace.